A few years ago, I quietly quit the Agile business. I stopped being a scrum master. I stopped being an Agile coach. I stopped being an employee. I stopped being a contractor. Let me explain why I did it and why it could mean opportunity for you. That's this week on the Badass Agile Podcast. Greetings, team. Welcome to the Badass Agile Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hi there. Welcome. I'm happy to see you. I have great news for you. This is a time of massive opportunity in the Agile space. I want to explain how and why to you so that you can hopefully leverage it if you're interested. But first, let's take a moment to remember why we're here to create an elite tribe of leaders who truly serve their clients and communities by doing what matters and what works, relentlessly chasing value and excellence like a badass. There's so many resources out there about what you need to do to be agile, but we're focused on who you need to become in order to lead teams. So let's hammer down those fundamentals to create a truly unique and powerful force in this industry. If you love this episode, all you got to do is tell your friends. All right, so I stopped coaching technical teams a long time ago, and I've stopped coaching agile teams almost altogether rather recently. There's a couple of reasons why I did that. I'm big on opportunity. I'm big on being able to serve my clients based on what's happening in the industry in the present moment. Where's the need? Where's the demand? And most importantly, I get really excited creating new solutions and new pathways that didn't exist before. So let me explain what led to that decision. And if you follow along with my logic and most importantly with my passion for what I do, if this resonates with you, this may help you or guide you into a more exciting and fulfilling future. Look, you spent a lot of time and probably a lot of money getting the skills that you have today. Don't let them go to waste. You don't want to let them go stale, and you certainly don't want to go down with a sinking ship. So let's talk about why I think that ship might be sinking. Number one, the industry is saturated. We've spoken about this a number of times, the certification industry, coupled with the paycheck that's on offer for people in the Agile Scrum space, has attracted a mass of talent. And anytime you have a lot of people trying to get into something and the barrier to entry is really high, what do we do? We lower the barrier to entry. We make the training more simple. We make the tests easier to pass. And we'll lower the bar on the wrong things to get people into jobs, doing the role, and so on. Before long, you have too many people competing for the same spots. And the first thing that happens when that goes down is there is a race to the bottom on pricing. So now the thing that attracted so many people to the industry in the first place isn't there anymore. So you have good people who are qualified and deserve to be in the top end of the pay spectrum. They're going to leave the profession, not because they're money-based, but because there's a certain point at which it doesn't make any sense anymore. So at the moment, there are too many people in the jobs. And before long, that's going to affect quality if it hasn't already. And you're going to see the industry turn. Which leads me to my next point. Number two. The industry is disintegrating. There's a couple of things that are going really, really badly. Number one, as a community, we're getting poor results. There's a bunch of reasons why I think that's happening. I think that memorizing your scrum guide and just practicing the ceremonies, enforcing the rule boundaries and so on, 
is only a small percentage of what it takes to be successful with Scrum, Agile, Kanban, or anything else. At the end of the day, when people pay for Agile services, they're hoping to get some kind of benefit or improvement. Shorter lead times, lower cost of production, lower cost of achieving a certain metric or outcome, better shareholder value. There's a whole bunch of things on the menu that people have to get. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense to invest their money. The work that we do with Agility or with Scrum is not a charity. We don't just sink money into an endless pit. So sooner or later, if we're not delivering, that's going to be a problem for the people who pay for us to help with delivery. When Jeff Sutherland says that the failure rate of Scrum initiatives is 50%, and that's assuming that that's an accurate representation, we're in trouble. Not to mention the fact that now you have Scrum Masters fighting Scrum Masters and coaches fighting coaches and every permutation thereof about what constitutes good Scrum or good Agile. All you got to do is open up LinkedIn and you can see the holy wars happening up and down the halls. It's a mess, it's disgraceful, and it's a complete and utter waste of time. You're pulling people who are new to the craft or trying to learn, trying to get better, a thousand different ways, and you're pitting them one against the other. That's a sure sign that the movement is rotting from within. Brings me to my next point, that the industry is also disintegrating because we're, for some reason, focused on process, not the outcomes. People talk about the science of agile. There is no such thing. Processes are just rails. They're just guides. They don't guarantee success. In fact, the rails and the guides, without all of the other soft and hard skills that go into delivering outcomes better, is a complete waste of time and probably contributes to the growing and rising failure rate. I see people talking about having a Star Wars retrospective. And, you know, I talk to the people who go through these things and pay for you to go through these things. And people feel like they're being treated like children. They don't understand why this feels more like a playground and less like a professional setting, a group of people working together to achieve important business results. If you think about it, we're acting against the manifesto. So the manifesto says people over processes. Well, we're favoring the processes and we're focusing on bended knee on how to do that process right. And we're deepening our explanations of the process. And then as for the people side, we're spitting at each other on social media. It's unbelievable. It's inappropriate. And it's like watching the Titanic sink. All you can do is sit back, gasp and go, oh my God, what have we done? And what about comprehensive documentation? How many essays have been written? about the best way to do X. The neuroscience of having your stand up at 9.45 instead of 9.30, on and on and on and on and on. We're overthinking, we're over-documenting. And I'll tell you the one thing we're not doing, we're not delivering working software, much less anything else. I could go on, but you get the point. If we look at the manifesto that we so vehemently defend, what are we really doing with it? Are we actually living it? Not at all. Take a good, hard look. So something else is at play. And the next step is one of two things. Either we break it and rebuild it better, or you're going to see more attempts to centralize and create a single authority about the right way to do all this stuff. And that's when the whole thing eventually crashes and burns. Because at the moment, our track record is crap. Sorry, 60% failure rate is not something to be proud of. And if we keep doing that, if we keep failing at a 60% rate, our reputation is going to crash and burn, too. And soon enough, the mere name Scrum Master 
will have the same ring to it as an efficiency expert. People will hear it and they're just going to giggle and go, yeah, I remember those. Here's another part of the problem, is that the industry has changed, particularly with COVID-19, but also with recent technological advances, cultural changes, and so on. The way that we work has been completely turned on its head, and I don't think it's ever going to go back fully to the way it was before. People value different things. People want to focus differently. They're finding that there's different ways to make impact, and technology makes that possible. In my view, the most important thing that's happened is that Agile is no longer a software-only concern. But if we take the principles and some of the practices of Scrum and Lean and Kanban and so on and apply them deftly, we can help so many other parts of the organization succeed and work better, working in a way that's more humane, working in a way that is more efficient, working in a way that's more effective. We just get better at getting stuff done. And I still believe in twice the work half the time. I think that's a great aspiration. Only if we use the time that we reclaim by implementing these processes or ideas and the benefit accrues to the worker. Now you're on to something. And for me, I get to use Agile values and Scrum principles and processes every day to get to done things sooner. I get my customers what they want much, much, much faster without sacrificing quality, without sacrificing inclusion. In fact, my teams feel happier, more enabled, more empowered. They enjoy their work more. They're more fulfilled because they're doing things that are meaningful to them in a way that is less wasteful, using a set of ideals that still make sense. But I don't do that in the context of being a full-time employee at a bank doing Scrum the way the bank thinks is most appropriate. Because I'm no longer an employee or even a contractor to big organizations, I bring my kind of service to the customers who need it, whether that's individuals, whether that's companies. And I do it using a model where I'm not nested inside projects, but providing value by letting teams find their own model that works for them, that honors their individual and collective values. And let me tell you, it's exciting work because I get to transform and change and enable and empower people every day that I'm working. But see, Agile hasn't caught up to that yet. Nothing in Agile addresses the current state of work in 2023. It was designed in a time when things were different. We simply sucked at delivering software because we took too much time in analysis and chartering and business cases and not enough time building things that customers could put their fingers on and test. That was definitely a problem 25 years ago, but now the problems are so much richer, so much more pervasive. We have burnout. We have overwhelm. We have much greater expectations of our people. We're measuring them on the wrong things. We're treating them like dirt. Big organizations, in their quest to be big, to dominate the space, have become slow and clunky and unable to respond to market changes quickly. All of these things have happened in the past 25 years when Agile was instantiated. So we're not meeting the need. We're not touching the hearts and souls of people in the marketplace right now. We're not helping. And I'm sorry to say this, even though most Agilists initially came from a software engineering background, I truly believe that the spirit of agility and the spirit of Scrum is helping. So guess what? We're not helping people anymore. So not only are we going to disappoint our customers at a rate that exceeds 60% pretty soon, but we're also going to find ourselves bored and unfulfilled and uninspired in the work that we do. 
But if you look carefully, the opportunities are golden because no one seems to be able to address these gaps and these needs. It's almost as if we're sitting around waiting for the next person to write the next manifesto, to frame the new opportunity in a way that connects with the people that we serve, in a way that's sellable in the marketplace. Nobody is moving on this stuff. I feel like I'm a bit all alone out there. People are reaching out to me and say, we need more courage. We need more certainty. We need to find a way to apply these techniques, these principles, to different areas of human endeavor. Not just human resources, sales, marketing, and different departments in the big organization, but organizations of every size, with every ambition, with any kind of goal. And the thing is, I rarely say, oh, you need Agile, you need Scrum. I don't call them by those names. I simply take the best principles that I've learned through practice and give people an end goal and a way to get there that is tailored to and that works for them, that they can test and prove and improve. And let me tell you, the marketplace is hungry for it. Everyone out there in 2023 is struggling to make it through a recession, a complete change in the way we work, a total disconnect and misunderstanding between employer and employee, and in fact, even between employer and customer. It's time to go back to basics on these things, but it's also time to forge a new way. How we work, how we live, how we learn, all of those things have changed in the past three to four years. So that's why I'm out of the standard working for a bank, getting myself a scrum master, worse an agile project manager or agile delivery manager role because those things just don't inspire me. They don't make sense to me. I think they're anti-agile. They're against the spirit of why this was created and who it was meant to help. For years now, I've been saying that Agile needs to get out of the tech room and needs to be focused more on business in general. But you know what? I think Agile is simply a means to solve our trickiest problems. Those could be social problems. They could be organizational problems. They could be people problems. They could be global problems. And you could be passionate about any of those or none of those. You could be passionate about the small organization, or you could be dying to find a way to make Agile work for large organizations at scale. Right now, none of the solutions that have been on the table work because they're missing the most important element, which is the cultural and mindset change that needs to happen in order for any of these practices to make sense. You can read and memorize and study the Scrum Guide all day long, but I'll say it again, that is not enough. So as this podcast progresses, I'm going to start talking about more and more of those universal things. There's plenty of people who can tell you how to do a retrospective well, and which method works? Flip a coin. Try them both. See which one sticks. But you don't need me telling you those things anymore. If you want to have a prosperous future, if you want to have a fulfilling future, if you want to love what you do every day, you're going to have to get good at responding to the reality on the ground, the practical use case of agility in the world that we live in today. You do that, and the environment is rich with opportunities for you to do something filled with meaning, something that allows you to make true impact, maybe even heal the world. If you like this stuff and you want to be part of the movement, we're recruiting now for the summer edition of The Forge. Go to my website, badassagile.com forward slash the dash 
forge and get in contact with me. I'd love to hear from you. I want to thank you for being a listener. If you're still here, it's because this content resonates with you. And I thank you for raising your hand to be part of the solution, part of a better tomorrow. But most importantly, for becoming the biggest version of yourself that you can be. Hope this one inspired you. As always, reach out at badassagile.com. Find me on Instagram in the new Instagram threads at badassagile. And come find us in the Facebook Listener Lounge. Links for everything you need are in the show notes below. I thank you once again. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. But until then, stay badass. Badass.